Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast, where each episode brings you compelling conversations and stories designed to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. And now here's your host, Brian Sexton. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. I am intentionally encouraged when I see people doing business the right way. And for the last 15 years, Damon Burton and his team at SEO National have done just that. Now you might say, Brian, what can they do for me and my business? I'm going to tell you what they can do for you. They can help you understand search engine optimization. There are a lot of players out there in the marketplace, but you want a team of people that are going to be dedicated to working with you and helping you to understand search engine optimization and how you can show up higher on search engines so that you can bring more revenue into your business. Damon and his team are full of integrity, honesty, decency, and trust. And if that's important to you and that encourages you, I would encourage you to give them a call today at 855-736-6285 or go to seonational.com and get a free quote and tell them you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast. Get ready for a dynamite conversation coming up right now on the Intentional Encourager podcast. And welcome into the Intentional Encourager podcast. I'm your host, Brian Sexton. Thank you for joining us again today. Another podcast on the road. Again, you don't see the normal virtual background. There's one lamp in the background there. That was kind of the best I could do. You, you wouldn't have wanted to see the air conditioner in the in the room, in, in the hotel room in, in Burlington, Vermont, where I'm recording tonight. But listen, it's not about the hotel room. It's not about the ambiance. I don't have the ambiance that my guest has behind her. If you're watching on YouTube, she has got it going on. She is one of the top 50 most impactful people on LinkedIn, which is an honor for me because I'm like number 79,332 of the most impactful people on LinkedIn. She's a chief engagement officer and she's the chick with the tool belt. Oh my. So the intentional encourager meets the chick with the tool belt. This should be interesting. I want you to make my friend Nancy Barrows. Welcome to the Intentional Encourager podcast. Nancy, how are you? Well, thank you. I'm wonderful. And thank you so much for having me into your audience for you know tuning in and, and uh, sharing this time with us. That's really cool that you're one of the 50 most impactful people on LinkedIn. So let's start here for just a minute. I've said this to, to some people that, and, and I said this the other day, um, as we record this right after Father's Day, my dad had a huge impact on me. My dad passed away 10 years ago. And I've always said that, that I mean, I turned 50 in August. And I've always felt like the last 10 years, 40 to 49 has been an impact zone. 50 to 59 will be a legacy zone. It's kind of feel like where I'm at in my life. How do you define impact? Because people define it in different ways. So how do you define impact and what determines impact for you when you see it? So, you know, defining impact, because a lot of times it's, it's a lot of faith, right? Because we don't always see, often, most of the time, we don't see the impact we have. So to me, it's making one person feel seen, heard, valued. And if I can do that, it's a privilege. What a privilege to be able to give that to someone else. And to me, that's impact. It's not, you know, influencing them. It's just recognizing them as a human and the value they bring and that they're important and their story is important and that they have something to give to someone else. You know, the, the 50 most impactful people of LinkedIn blew my mind when it happened because I had been on the platform for 10 months when I was given that, you know, 
it's more than a compliment. It's, a, it's an honor. Um, and so much so because it's voted on by peers. So, you know, that's how I knew I was making an impact, right? People took the time to say something and, and you know, say, hey, this is a person who's been hugely impactful for the last year for me. And that was just my heart grew like, you know, till it was bursting. But I also love it because it shows you that anyone can do it. We all have the ability to be impacting another human being every day. I don't have a huge follow. Like I said, 10 months on the platform. I maybe had 2,500 followers. I wasn't, you know, one of the huge people on LinkedIn that you hear about, you know, the names that everybody knows. But just by showing up and being me and sharing my story and letting, creating space for people to be seen, heard, and valued, creating posts that were real, honest, genuine. You know, I started the hashtag radiating real movement because it was about, hey, let's take off our masks, especially in the middle of COVID, let's take off our masks. We're all living life and we know right now it is not yeah. easy. So let's, let's show up as we are. Let's show up with our struggles. As I like to say, let's show up, you know, for the ugly, unsexy, snotty parts, right? And, and well, share those. Yeah. And Nancy, here's the thing that I'll say, and, and people have asked me, they'll say, how did you come up with the Intentional Encourager podcast? And, and I, like you, I'd been on the platform a little while longer, but I looked at the platform and I looked around and I saw lots of expertise mm -hmm. and I saw very little encouragement. I thought, I can, I can fix this. And, you know, again, I love what you said about being seen, valued, and heard. Yeah. Because here's what I will... I, I, I've told people for a good while, there's a vast difference between appreciation and value because we like to, to pat people on the back and say, well, here's a token of my appreciation. Well, the problem is you're going to lose that token at some point or that token like trophy, it's going to break or something like that. But value just lasts forever. When you think about people being seen, heard, and valued, what's valuable to you? about what you do. In other words, what's valuable to you and how you make other people feel when you try to do that? How do you do that intentionally? Right. Well, my, the whole part is that it's, you know, in point is that it's intentional. You know, I want to make others feel valued and let them know the ways they've impacted me, helped me, supported me. I remember things, you know, that's why I was slow to build my community that I wanted real relationships with people. I, in the beginning, was getting on a Zoom call with them, everyone I was connecting with to know something about them. Um, you know, the value that I add is this piece, like you were saying, when I first came onto LinkedIn and was sharing my story, people were commenting, yes, on the content, but really how honest I was, how real I was, how genuine, how vulnerable. And like you, that sort of light bulb went off and I went, wow, if people are commenting on it, it must not happen very often. And so the value I give is human. Like, here's human. Here's my post about a depression win. Here's my post about, you know, the conversation I had in my head about having to get showered. Here's a real celebration. Here's me exhausted. Here's me on our show. Here's me with makeup. Here's me without makeup. Here's me in my pajamas in my bathrobe. Here is me, right? Here's my cat walking across my face when I'm live. And the value in that is it's, it's relatable for anyone out there that can see a glimpse of themselves and not feel alone, there's the value. The value is shining the light actually on others, sharing 
my experience in a way that helps others, whether you're looking for someone to step ahead of you, to guide you, or you find someone one step behind you whom you can help up the ladder, there's the value. It's in the human. It's in the heart. It's in, you know, it's in, in the people. Well, and, and Nancy, that, that I love what you said there about lifting up other people because I see a lot of times, and there, listen, there's nothing wrong with celebrating personal or professional wins in your life and things like that, but I see so many people that say, happy to announce that I've accepted a new position with XYZ, happy to announce this or that. What if we were happy to announce the win of someone else? Like, you know, happy to announce that Nancy had something really cool happen to her. Mm -hmm. Happy to announce that, you know, th those things that, that spotlight other people. I, I almost feel like that we're in a society, and I want to get your thoughts on this. I almost feel like we're in a society of, if it didn't get posted on LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter or something like that, it didn't happen. And my parents used to always tell me, you don't have to tell everything you know. Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a lot of things that happened in my life that people will never know about just because I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I just don't know. Take me through your thought process on something like that, because you said, Hey, this is me in my, in my bathrobe and my pajamas and bare feet. And here's my, you know, here's, I'm, I'm just hanging out and you know, that is relatable, but I think what also is relatable too is sometimes just being, not posting everything too. Am, am I making sense with, yeah, with where I'm yeah. going in that question? We've become a, a content curated society, right? It, it's like those profiles are curated and people are making sure that the right things are seen and heard. And yes, if you get a win somewhere, if it's not posted, everyone doesn't know about it. Like, you know, does a tree fall in the woods, does anyone hear it kind of thing? Like, does it matter? And it's that intrinsic value to ourselves, right? Is that win important to me? You know, I work in the public school system and all the time kids will say, well, he said I was stupid. And I take, you know, I take the child aside and say, wait a second, are you stupid? No. We should spend the rest of the podcast exploring that topic. If a tree falls in the forest, is it? Does anyone hear? I don't think anybody has podcasted on that. No, you know, we should so. try we can to definitely do that. I mean, well, no, you technically you, as a speech language pathologist, I can tell you it will yeah. emit the sound waves. They won't be translated into anything until they hit the ear where the eardrum vibrates and tells the canals, right? And all the hairs in the canals, what's going on. And it goes through our neuron to our brain that comes back and says, oh, that was a tree falling. Well, you, here's what we can do. Okay. Here, here's, here's, and, and, and we'll get, we'll get back. But as an aside, here's what we can do. You can break it down from a sound waves perspective as a speech pathologist. And because I have perfect pitch, I'll tell you what key it's in. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you what key the crack is in. There you go. Yeah. And then we'll have solved this mystery. of, of Exactly. But I love what you said there. And let's, let's dive a little deeper there because I, I want to pull a little more conversation out of that. And I love where you're taking us. Kids seem to be really, really perceptive. Like, you know, like, um, and, I'll, and I'll share this from a biblical perspective and a ministry perspective. The Bible talks about childlike faith. Because little kids, if you tell them something, they believe it. Like, you know, how many of us as parents, I'm raising my hand because we did the whole Santa Claus thing with my now 20, almost 22 year old son, 
you know, we did Santa Claus for a good while till he figured he out. He knows, right? Now yeah, he knows. He knows. Yeah, yeah, he knows. But but kids believe what their parents tell them. If their parents encourage them, like my dad did me growing up, and I've tried to do with my son, if they if parents tell them, give them words of encouragement, they believe it. And they, they run, they take it and run with it. As you've been around kids and things like that, what have you noticed about kids that adults need to, to do more replicating of this behavior trait? I mean, I think there's a lot. First of all, kids are typically pretty honest, right? You know, I, I've definitely had the kid who says to me, you have more white hair than my mom. You know, it's like, yeah, I'm probably, you know, twice your mom's age, but the, you know, there's an honesty there. It's not meant... Wait a minute, you the, the kids you have. Oh, I've had you have more wrinkles than my mom. Like, oh my word. Well, yeah, yeah, it's because I'm probably yeah, old yeah, enough to be your mother's age. mother. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm your grandma. But yeah. there's this innocence of like we can say what we're thinking. And the people around us, right, will will understand that and it's okay. And we're not being judged and we're not gonna have it turned against us. You know, like instead of saying that's rude. I said, you know, it's probably because I'm, you know, a lot older than your mom. And, you know, I don't mind when you say that, but there are people who that would hurt their feelings. I I wonder why. Can you think of why that, like, give them that empathy perspective rather than telling them it was wrong, right? It's not wrong. We as adults, I, I mean, what we can learn from them is tremendous. But I think as adults, one of the things that we need to learn is that they believe us and their brain believes what they believe. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. Prices are going up by the day. We've got to find ways to increase our household revenue. Now, a couple ways you could do that is, one, you could go and ask your boss for a raise, but if that doesn't work, I've got another way for you. It's my friend Joe Hart's program called Products for Profit. Joe's been a guest here on the Intentional Encourage podcast and told his story about how learning retail arbitrage changed his life, and he's been helping thousands of people change theirs. Now, retail arbitrage is simply this. It's taking a product and buying it and then reselling it online for a higher price, and you keep the profits. And guess what? Amazon and Walmart use third-party resellers every day to fulfill their customer orders. I want you to go to productsforprofit.com or productsforprofit.carrd.co. Get connected to Joe's team. Tell him you heard about it on the Intentional Encourager podcast and start making money today with Products for Profit. And now let's get back to more great conversation on the Intentional Encourager podcast. So as you said, your dad encouraged you. If someone tells you you can't enough, you're not going to be able to. Because as complex and beautiful as our brains are, they are lemmings. They're our biggest cheerleader to us, right? So if you say it, I'm going to agree with you, whether it be positive or negative. The power of our words the, the, and why intent is so important. The power of our words to literally shape someone's brain, right? If you give them the, the mantra in their head, you know, mm. that's what they're going to repeat. That's the groove that's going to get deep. And that's the path that's going to get used. Well, you and just, it can happen just either way. It. Yeah, you just said it. And, and forgive me for interrupting there, but oh, interrupt. you just, I love the way you just so beautifully said that. And it reminded me as you were talking, 
about the, the, our brains being lemmings, about how we get songs stuck in our head. Like we can hear a song riding in the elevator somewhere and that little piece of a song is now stuck in our head. It just triggers something <laughs> within us. Yeah. And it, it plays on a loop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're exactly right. If you're watching on, if you're not watching, oh, yeah, I can't say that I'm just looping in my head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those of you listening, Nancy is, is kind of twirling around like, like something is playing on a loop, but you're exactly right. And that's how our brains work is that we hold on. Something can be said. There can be a throwaway line mm -hmm. that we hear and our brain is stuck on it. Well, apparently they think I'm fat. Apparently they think I'm stupid. Apparently they think I'm this or that. I talk too much. I'm too tall. I, you yeah. know, I'm too big a personality. I'm yeah. Yeah. Your, your, your voice sounds like trash, Brian. I mean, right. no, you, know, right, I mean yeah. you, you should never do radio. <laughs> you never, yeah. You should never podcast, do something else. No. But, but Nancy, that is such a great point. And I love where you take us here because we are a product a lot of, and that's why I tell people you've got to fill your mind with intentional encouragement. You've got to encourage yourself to filter out those things and, and, and to, to take those voices out of your head. I wish we as adults could really see those things that kids see. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, you know what? I am curious. I am aware. I am honest. I am well, curious, willing to ask questions, right? I'm not yes. judging. I'm not deciding right now. Yes. Like, that's a huge thing that kids do. You know, the, the why, the why, the why. The kids share their that. lunch with each other. Kids right. play on the playground together. Kids don't see race or diversity. They don't see, they, they do see diversity. They don't see race or economic advantages right. or disadvantages. And they, even they better, they see, see it and it's not a thing. Does it's it, like, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter. It's different than mine. Like I, I see that, I recognize that, but it's, but that's it. That's the end of it. Unless they're told otherwise, unless they're told otherwise. So let's talk for a minute about the tool belt. I want to, I want to dive in there. And I think that's a perfect segue to the, to the tool belt, the chick with the tool belt. <laughs> what's one tool belt? What's one tool in your tool belt that surprises you that you have? Gosh, I don't know that it surprises me, but I think it surprises other people when they engage with this tool. Um, and as we talk about that, that loop in our head, that, that, whether it's your inner critic or your inner cheerleader, who's, who's louder, right? Who, who's gonna, who are you going to hear? Um, I often work with clients and, and teams. And one of the first things I have them do is email three friends and ask them, like, what do you, like, what, in, in your own words, like, what do you see with me? Why are you, why are we friends? What is, what's endured over the years kind of thing? Um, because I think there's a lot of things. A, we often don't see ourselves through fair eyes. B, we don't typically really know, understand, or give ourselves credit for the impact we have on others and people around us. And three, when you need to remember these are people who love you. They have no reason to lie to you. And when you think you're right and your ego is jumping in, you know, you have the opportunity to say, okay, hang on. I'm not smarter than everybody else. So if I have three different people, five different people that wrote this about me, 
Do I want to let my ego jump in and say, oh, no, no, they know nothing, I'm right. Or do I want to read these and take these in from people who love me, giving me honest encouragement and an honest reflection of who I am? And people are typically brought to tears because, again, that value, you don't necessarily know the value you bring to someone else's life. Yes, for good friends, I show up for them. To, but you'd be surprised what people write to you when mm. given the opportunity to say, yeah, this is actually, you may have never known this, but I remember this time when, or this is, you know, I had a friend that's like, I, I, we've been friends years and years and years. And she's like, I know when I come talk to you, I'm going to feel better. Like, I know yeah. that you are going to like, you look at things a different way and you are always able to see like all the sides of it. And then, you know, ask me, I'm big on asking questions. Like, does, does it feel right? Or what have you considered? Or what it, what yeah. it comes up when I say, right? I'm not telling you what to do because I don't have all the answers. I don't. What I have yeah. is a tool belt built on my experience in the world and going well, through what I've gone through. Yeah. And, and you know what, Nancy, I love the way you, you frame that because there are a lot of times that we don't tell people mm. how we really feel until it's too late. I was sitting at dinner this evening and I just found out as we record this earlier today that a guy that I'd known over 30 years passed away today and I didn't, I saw him about three years ago. He had Parkinson's. He passed from, from complications from Parkinson's. And as I sat down and, and put a, a post on my Facebook page, I was like, this is what I remember. I met him when I was 18. I'll be 50 mm -hmm. in August. And, and everything, he was always kind and he was always consistent. And, and I wish I had, now that I think about it, I kind of wish I had told him, hey, thank you, because over 30 years, here's what I value about you. You've always been kind. You've always been consistent. And the last time I saw him was before the pandemic. We had such a warm conversation. I introduced my son to him. And... I love what you said there about the three to five things. What do you really value about someone? I had to ask you this. What's the most powerful tool in your tool belt? If that's the most surprising tool, what's the most powerful tool? The most powerful tool is it's really personal to me, personal content, like learning, finding your voice. Like, and, and it's different to get there for everyone, but the most powerful tool is the one that allows you to find your voice, your true inner voice, who you are, not who you want to present to the world as, not who you've, told, you've been told you have to be, but what really gets you down to, no, this, this is my voice and I'm proud of it and it's powerful and it can make a difference. And being in that like aha moment with people is like electrifying. So I've got to go here with you for just a second. Yeah. I, lo I love that. And, and. I want to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit. Please. Okay. Because people will, people will say, you know, and I, I'm a firm believer in working on your voice. You, you should, if you do any kind of speaking, podcasting, whatever, you should work on the voice that you want your voice to sound like. You should be practicing that. But then again, Practice sometimes can bring about inauthenticity because I can turn on my voice if mm -hmm. I need if I if I need to have a little more of this there and I need to turn that on a little bit more. 
if I'm doing public address, like I did for several years, I could turn on the good evening, ladies and gentlemen. You, you see, I can turn that on and I can bring that down because I, I've worked on it. Do you think that 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 working on your voice authentically, do you think there are times that it that it, it's easy to be inauthentic with your voice? How would you how would you talk to someone who's trying to develop their voice, but it's not authentic? It's not the way they normally sound all the time. Am I making sense there? Yes. And there's like two levels of voice now, right? You're this is this is a this is a wonderful conversation that gets me energized as someone who's you know about connection and 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 community and in, engagement with one another. There's your voice, like you said, and then there's your voice, which is the words you use, right? What what is your what are you using your voice for? So my answer to what you're asking would be like once you find your center, once you find your give like what what's your why why are you here are you here to make one person feel seen heard and valued are you here to make someone feel less alone are you here no matter which voice you use your announcer voice and i'm here today to tell you or you know there's going to be this piece of authenticity and an empathy and passion that comes through you know i i speak on stage and i have the things i say and it they're they're you know rehearsed but they're a little different every time because I'm a little different every time. And so if you practice, that's fine. If that builds your confidence, but know that ultimately it's really what's coming from inside of you that drives your voice and what it's going to sound like to others. Hey everybody, Brian Sexton. You know dreams are powerful pieces of intentional encouragement. We all have them. If you're a business owner, you've probably always dreamed of taking your sales to levels you've never seen before. I've got a guy that can help you with that. His name is Brad Norwood. My good buddy Brad has been on the Intentional Encourager podcast as a guest before, and he is a dream specialist. His company, Dream It Pro, offers incentive packages to travel to places such as the Masters, Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, even exotic places that you've always wanted to take your team, but you just didn't know how to do it. Brad's your guy. And oh, by the way, Brad's a certified bucket list coach, so he can help your team members achieve their personal dreams as well. I want you to go to www.dreamitpro.com and find out more or call him directly at 479-466-6907. And by the way, tell him you heard it on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Let's get back to more great conversation here on the Intentional Encourage podcast. We've all come across that person who, you know, is trying their best to be genuine and it feels smarmy or fake, or you can, you can feel that because unless you really are sharing that peace within you, right, that's, that's there for that reason, that why, it's going to sound detached. And so many people are detached from that. And it's as a society, we're moving so fast and we're taught, you know, you have to do this, this, and this, right? You have to get this kind of job. I never thought I'd be a, you know, I'm a speech language pathologist. I have a career. Did I ever think I'd be hosting two global award-winning live shows? No. Did I think I'd be doing this Sherpa mastery coaching? No, right? Because that would have been like being in the circus. You know, you there, you get a job, you go to college, you get a job. That was the, the life, I, the way I was taught. Yeah. And so, until you are willing to be who you are authentically, even if it's in a role that's not your, you know, some of us work to do what we love and some of us love what we do for work. And hopefully you have the second. 
But if you get to do what you love, right? And that's even your authenticity in that position of whatever you're doing, whether you're the janitor, the mechanic, the CEO, a teacher, a nurse, right? It, it doesn't matter if you're showing up as you and you are willing to be seen and you see that it's not about you. So many people I talk to, it's like, well, I don't want to, it's like, I feel like I'm bragging. I'm, but well, I guess you could think that way, or you could think about all the people who have shared their story and some of their personal content and how it's inspired you. Yeah. And yeah. look at it that way. Like if you're out there to boast, it's going to feel like you're boasting. If you're out there to share with the intent of helping others, it's going to feel like genuinely wanting to help others. And again, our words, right? It's, it's yeah. what we say as well. Yeah. hundred percent. And, and those of you watching on YouTube, you're going to see behind Nancy's <laughs> right shoulder, a, a, a a, a thing that I, I want to kind of finish our conversation with, with this part of, of, of our conversation. And that is this, you've got behind your right shoulder, a saying called voice your vibe. Yes. And so let me ask you this. When you're working with teams, you're working with clients, when you're working with, with other people, like, like I'd like to think that my vibe is an encourager. Is, is, is an encourager. I want to, that's the vibe that I want to put out. When you come in, when you come around me, I'd like to be encouraging. So tell me what keeps people from voicing their vibe. Well, and I want to say that Brian Shulman, the founder and CEO of Voice Your Vibe is, you know, the universe, God, whatever you believe brought us together because, you know, Voice Your Vibe, Finding Your Voice, both very similar missions in, in, in what we're doing. And most of what keeps people from voicing their vibe, I find, is fear. Fear of being seen, fear of being criticized, fear because we've been told the whole time that we're not allowed to do that. You, you can't show up and be you. Who does that? right? It, it, there's so much fear and, and things to be unlearned. And often people don't know how, truly just don't know how, or don't know what their vibe is, right? So starting with things like, well, what are five things you love? Because those are your vibes, right? I love cats. I have two cats. They walk all over me. I love to read, you know, being by the ocean, my gosh, is one of my guilty pleasures. There, anything that like that, is my vibe because it's going to attract other people like me. You know, if I want to help others and I do volunteer work, I'm going to, I'm going to attract as I share that other people who share that value. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Light. I always say light attracts light, right? We're, we're going to find our people, but you have to first put something out there. And I think that's what people are scared of. I have to put something out there and they think in their mind, it has to be some like deep, dark secret to, to really show yourself. And that's not what radiating real is at all. It's not cracking open your chest and telling all your secrets because that's not real. That's not what we do as humans. Radiating real means, yeah, sometimes I show up with makeup, sometimes I don't. It's really about who I am on the inside and allowing that to be who I am on any given day, in any given moment. And I think when people realize if you share even something as quote unquote small as, you know, where you live, a picture of your cat, you know, something about your fate, your first concert, 
you're sharing personal content, you're giving people a, a, a view into who you are as a human, you're three-dimensional, because seriously, we do business with people we like, know, trust. Yeah, I want to yeah. be working with someone who when I say, hey, thanks for being patient um, with my being a few minutes late, I was trying to get out the door, and of course the cat decided to puke just as I was leaving. And they are like, totally get it, got it, no problem. Like I say to other people, I don't accept apologies for living life for being human. And that's because people know my heart. And when you share about yourself, right, we really do know one another and we have so much grace for one another. And as humans, we want to see one another succeed. Yeah. And so if you get on a human level, the, the, the playing field changes, it levels, there's abundance. We don't have to be in competition for everything. We get to really know one another. We get to really understand one another. We get to be there for one another. And those are gifts and we all possess them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that is so good. By the way, I know a guy that wrote a book called people buy from people. Yes. I know uh, that guy too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah people buy from people. Yeah. And, and that's exactly right. And, and again, it's about the connection that people feel with another because they want to know. And, and people ask me, Nancy, they'll say, what chapter is your favorite? And I'm like, well, it's like, having a kid but for me it's people by authenticity mm -hmm. because if you're authentic just like you said a cat pukes in the floor if you have a cat it's gonna happen like yeah. we we still have places you know even as much as we've tried to scrub them out you know we've like oh yes the the great mess of 2015 you know it's, yeah. it's, it's but but again it, i love that what you said so many things that listen we could dive into so much more. And in part two, we are going to dive into your story. So you need to come back for part two of this conversation. But Nancy, I would be remiss in the in the couple minutes we have left if I didn't let you tell folks where they can find your content. So we've got to do that. Where can they? Where can folks find you and get more of your content? More of my content. The, the most... The most active place for me is actually LinkedIn, which is a, the story of, you know, I was one of those people who thought, I have a job, I don't need LinkedIn. Oh, ha, 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 found that community that I didn't know I was missing and family I didn't know I would have. So LinkedIn is great. I do have a YouTube channel. I do have Instagram. I do have Facebook. Um, you know, those places get content too. But I will say one of the things I love about LinkedIn and why that's my primary platform is that everybody meets you where you are in that moment. It's not going back and connecting with the people that I lost touch with from high school, right? It's not, you know, just yeah. here and there people. It's people who really today, who you are, I see you, I get to know you, you know, and tomorrow I'll meet someone else and they'll be where they are in their journey and I'll be where I am in my journey. Yeah. And that to me is, is one of the most magical things about LinkedIn. It's a great place. I have met so many fantastic friends and people just like you. And again, go to LinkedIn. You're going to want to find her at Nancy, N-A-N-C-Y, Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, because you don't want to look up any other Nancy Barrows. Nothing against any other Nancy Barrows, B-A-R-R-O-W-S. And you'll know you found me when there's a lot of letters after my name. M -S -S exactly. Yeah, you've got, yeah, you've got it. Listen. Alphabet after my name. <laughs> you're not nearly as important if you don't have more letters after your name. <laughs> I just say like the more I had to pay off, the more letters I got. You know, yeah, I like, wanted to put like MBA, like uh, yeah. ESPN, OPP. Yes. 
You know, like you know, just just start NYC. Just yeah, throw yeah. some stuff. Well, I noticed the Yankees cap in the background. Yes, there, so. I am a native New Yorker. I live in yes. Los Angeles now, but I am I I still say I'm from New York, even though I lived in L.A. far longer than well, I ever. Well, I'm in the, I I live in West Virginia. And people go, you must be a Mountaineers fan. No, I can't stand the Mountaineers. I'm a Marshall fan. Go herd. So. But <laughs> but yeah, it, it, no, the Yankees cap is a great touch. This has been a great conversation. I cannot wait for part two. You guys get to come back for part two of that conversation. But until that next time, thank you, Nancy, for joining me today on the Intentional Encourage podcast. Thank you. And thank you to your audience. It's been wonderful being here. My thanks as always to producer Bryce Sexton and technical advisor Matt Means. And of course, the ultimate thanks goes to the Lord Jesus Christ, who provides intentional encouragement every day through his word. If you're not subscribed to the Intentional Encourager podcast, hit the subscribe button wherever you get podcasts so you don't miss an exciting episode where you can get encouraged and stay encouraged. And remember, anyone, anywhere, at any time, any place can be an intentional encourager.